0: Despite being made for what is generally marketed as one of the most joyful events of the year, Christmas songs are treated with a level of vitriol generally reserved for war criminals and EA games. Given how these songs are bombarded at the populace for what feels like a longer and longer stretch of time each year, most people's hate is focused on whichever song they hear the most, regardless of the quality of the song. However, on regularly published Worst Christmas Songs of All Time lists, there is a regular cast of recurring songs that pop up. Some might be shocked to find out that beloved Beatles member and solo artist Paul McCartney is one of those Christmas worst regulars. Love it or hate it, few songs within the McCartney oeuvre have provoked such strong reactions, wrote (laughs) Beatles author Robert Rodriguez of McCartney's controversial Christmas single. Although he was working with his band Wings at the time, McCartney wrote and performed the entire piece himself while sequestered at his farm in 1979. The single prominently features a Sequential Circuits Prophet 5 synthesizer and what is otherwise a standard, if not minimalist, Christmas arrangement. Despite critical derision, the single took off and charted in the top 10 in the UK, Austria, Germany, Ireland, Latvia, and the Netherlands. It hit the top 20 in Canada, Slovakia, Sweden, and Switzerland, and the top 100 in many other countries. The song has become a radio staple around the Christmas season and is rumored to make McCartney an average of $400,000 a year from royalties. I love it or hate it, we simply have to talk about Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney on Cover Me. Yeah
1: having a wonderful Christmas
0: time The party's on the feelings here
1: that only comes time of year.
0: That's right, it's cover me the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions in order to find out which one is right. I'm your host as always the snake joined by my high-spirited co-host Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, how is it going?
2: Oh, it's going. It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. I'm gearing, gearing up and/or winding down for for time off at Christmas, depending on how you look at it. And you,
0: well, yeah. It, currently, here in the recording time, you are gearing up. Yes. But by the by, the release time, you will be winding down. Is that correct?
2: I don't remember.
0: We're looking at a 21st release date here.
2: Okay. All right. We're ready for the solstice. I'm ready for the solstice.
0: I'm ready for the longest night of the year.
2: Oh yeah, baby.
0: Longest night of the soul, baby. Give it to me.
2: Longest night of the soul.
0: Yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm um getting ready Which for- doesn't involve uh,
3: doing much. Trying to not like like trying to
2: stay focused, you know? When working. Oh yeah just like gotta motivate you, myself
0: because uh, you're looking for it because you have some
2: time so I'm like o- your- only one week left like don't want to get too much into anything you know
0: right 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 i hear you um i would hear you if i had a job where things mattered uh, fair <laughs> enough <laughs> but i don't have that i just have a job that pays the bills but i also have this job where i talk to you every week and it's not a job it's a pleasure Indeed, and we're talking about christmas time which is is if Which is you're now to this is here. It's now <laughs> it's you're recording it. Nah, it's coming up. Uh, Alex, it's... we're talking about Christmas songs. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Do I? Um, I we like know your favorite Christmas album is the Jethro Tull Christmas album. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but do you have a favorite Christmas? No, I mean, song?
2: you're right, you're right about that. Um, in terms of favorite Christmas song, I, I, I've talked about songs that aren't actually about
0: right your snowies your yeah uh, Christmas that or even Christmas adjacent. Like,
2: songs that are like not even Christmas adjacent they just like mention
0: Christmas misconstrued as like, Christmas yeah. if you don't pay attention
2: yeah so like so I like those I don't know if I'd call any of them my favorite Christmas song but it, like songs that just like have the word Christmas in them like, like, like Christmas time in Toronto by the Tragically Hip like right. it's not really a Christmas song it's just he mentions that it's Christmas time in Toronto or like Glad Tidings by Van Morrison. He, oh, yeah. you know, mentions Tides. Christmas at one point in the song. So, that's fun. So, I like that. But in terms of like actual Christmas songs, what's my favorite? I think I had one, but now I've, I've lost it. I have lost it. So, there's one that apparently is probably really annoying. Um... For, for people in the UK, because I think it it's like actually very popular over there and gets airplay, but it doesn't get airplay over here, so I haven't heard it very much. And that's uh, Christmas time. Don't let the bells end by the darkness. Ooh, it's a very amusing song, um, especially if it's not if you're not overexposed to it.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the flip side of the question. Alex, is what Christmas song have you been terminally overexposed to?
2: Yeah, actually, I just re- in terms of classical like. Like traditional Christmas
0: songs? Green sleeves. Mm. <laughs> green sleeves. Yeah. Don't uh, know why. Can you hum a few bars?
1: hmm hmm hmm
0: I think I mean, yeah, I agree with you a bit, but also I think Jethro Tell does a pretty kick version of that. They
2: do. They have a version called I think it's called Green Sleeved little kind of mm.
0: Yeah, throw a little little stank on it. Swing it a bit. Swing it a bit. Swing it.
2: Yes.
0: So, yeah, probably probably that. Probably that. And then I had one more question, and that is, do you prefer more more trad Christmas music, traditional Christmas music, or more of the pop vein, like what we're talking about this week?
2: I tend to go for traditional, and the reason is, I don't know. the exposure I think it's mostly just exposure overexposure Mm. because like you can't you can't escape it it's everywhere you know you go to the mall and you hear five versions of all I want for Christmas is you and Santa baby and all that and they're amusing and they can be a lot of fun don't get me wrong but uh, there's something I, I, I like when you make it sound like some old school old school is too new I think a word um, <laughs> you know when you, you get the real traditional sounds on it too mm-hmm. you know get the like hurdy-gurdy in there and the and the droning sounds and play it on like a flute or pipe or something like that
0: right That's you're fun. talking like folky old school then.
2: yeah like when we were talking about um, uh, what's it um, the, the Christmas album no I, the <laughs> uh, this is a, cu- a couple months ago when we were talking about uh, the Velvet Underground and Nico uh, right cover album and we're talking about that like pagan ritual sound. Mm. Um
0: that's So yeah, that's you're a, you're a man who understands the true meaning of Christmas, <laughs> which is pagan rituals. Yeah,
2: of course. It is uh Yule, the season of yeah, Yule. Just kind of fucking around. What about you? What what are your Christmas song preferences? My Christmas song preferences?
0: Um oh, I I always get a kick when I hear songs we've talked about on Cover Me, so I got a real soft spot for uh for the more of the pop ones, I guess, because that's more of what we talk about on here. Of course we talked about Little Drummer Boy, but I think we also <laughs> agreed in that episode that the song kind of sucks, and <laughs> we just like David Bowie and his take on it.
2: Uh, yeah, something like that.
0: Uh, but yeah, I like a, uh, I like uh, I, Why can't I think of the song? The Last Wayne Christmas. Song, Last Christmas. Yeah, I think that one's a real treat for me. Uh, yeah, and there's some good.
2: There's some good ones. There definitely a lot of them feel attached to a particular time, and that can be tricky with Christmas songs. mm mm-hmm. um, We're going to talk about that pretty early on in some of these covers.
0: Right. Yeah, there's <laughs> definitely, like, time signatures, for lack of yeah, a better word. Yeah, even though... Not in the musical theory sense.
2: Like, in a way, that's kind of what Christmas... Like, to make something sound Christmassy, that is associated with the time, but it's, like, long enough in the past... That us now, who are alive now and weren't alive then, don't have that association. Even though, I, I, as I understand, the like Christmasy sound is very connected with like popular music in the earlier part of the 20th century.
0: Right. So, and we're so detached from that 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 yeah. sound becomes attached to a time yeah, of year rather Christmas. than a year. Yeah. yeah. As
2: opposed to someone who's like, a hundred years old, being like, ah, this is dated.
0: Yeah, I've been like, well, ah, I listened to this eighty years ago. Yeah. Uh, yes, Christmas. We're talking about, of course, wonderful Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a a song that exists. Uh, sure is. <laughs> Alex, you a fan? Not a fan? What are sure your thoughts?
2: Um, uh, it's it's fine. I I remember being surprised. Like it's it's one of those ubiquitous songs. You know, that has just always been around. But I didn't really, it didn't click for me that it was a Paul McCartney song. And maybe I heard different versions, I don't know, uh, when I was younger
0: until like a a bit
2: later. And I I do remember someone telling me that and me being surprised.
0: Yeah, because it's like a, it's a Christmas song, kind of in the sense you're talking about, it's ubiquitous. It is the ultimate background music, this piece. Um, Where I think other Christmas songs will try to demand your attention, particularly in the pop vein. Mm-hmm. This is one that it's not. It's not the first in my lineup of songs I'm gonna pick for Christmas time, and that's. I mean, it, it didn't come up in either of our favorite Christmas songs. <laughs> talking about them, so like, it's yeah. not. It's not the front runner, but he fills things out. He fills the space.
2: Yeah, I it, mean, Paul McCartney was usually pretty good at doing things like simply, but also in kind of a catchy way. You know? Yeah. From his Beatles days, and this is. I was thinking this week because we're, you know listening to this song of course there's kind of there's the Paul McCartney Christmas song and that's this one and then there's mm-hmm. the John Lennon Christmas song which is the like merry xmas war is over whatever
0: war is over yeah
2: you know it's very different very different approaches but also like you can really it really like, exemplifies what each of them are about in mm-hmm. in terms of songwriting
0: yeah uh, it is really so like amusing. signature of, of both of those musicians yeah. Um yeah, but I think that might be that's my at least my theory for why people have such like a hate, love, hate relationship with this. Cause the people who love it are just like, Yeah, it's part of the Christmas background. Like it comes on and you, you kinda tune in a little bit and you're like, Oh yeah, Paul McCartney. That's great. Whereas the people who are angry at this are the ones who have to take on the task that we took on this week and actually had to listen to it for the, the right. full near five, the, you know, the four minute runtime and be like, well, what the fuck else is going to happen here, Paul? <laughs> yeah, you've, you've done everything and now you're doing it again? Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, it definitely works best or seems to work best like in the background, at a mall, at a party, whatever. But it works well and this is the time of year when people are at malls and at parties. So, yeah. of course, it has insane like listen numbers you know exactly it's on every holiday playlist and you can't not put the paul mccartney song
0: exactly i think it also gets a lot um, right. of its weight from being a paul mccartney song like if right. somebody else had released this yeah, it might still get a little bit of airplay not nearly as much though right
2: yeah no i agree yeah his existing clout is a big part of why it is still remembered
0: yeah, and that said, I think there's still some merit to this one. But good God, listen to it on f- like f- just full frontal being the only thing occupying my brain. Hard to focus on this week. Yeah,
2: but and but I mean, it really does get stuck in your head. You know, it's got it's got that repetitive melody and oh yeah, just a couple words. You know, simply having a wonderful Christmas time.
0: You can't forget it. You can't forget it. And let's talk about just a couple words, because there is not a lot of meat on the bones here, lyrically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we open up verse one. The moon is right, the spirit's up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. That's
2: enough. Yeah, it, I... Uh, like I mentioned the simplicity earlier. It's kind of like just enough words to get the impression of being with people at... Not even at Christmas time, just at night. Mhm. like, in a party situation, and that's kind of a big part of the, sort of, Christmas, uh, what sort of I'm looking
0: for? Like, ideology? Or, yeah, or like, or what Christmas
2: is supposed to be about, or even what, like, winter solstice-adjacent celebrations are supposed to be about, is, like, being with people, celebrating still being alive, you know? Before you yeah. go into the uh, as as you're in the darkest and coldest part of the year, as like a human, it's a very it's a very primal thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I I think that's right. And this, yeah, this lays that up pretty clearly. It, this is really like it just breaks down to like we're in a good mood and it is the right time, and that's all we need to then chorus. Simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The word simply, doing a lot of the work there for the, <laughs> the rest of the song.
2: Yeah, we, and it's a simple song, and it prominently features the word simply, so. Mm-hmm. Connection? Uh, probably not.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, and it's pretty on the note, but I think that is really why it's there. He's Paul McCartney's saying, like, you don't need much, Yeah, both musically and Christmas. lyrically. It's Christmas time. We're having a good time. That's, I mean, that's really it. We come to verse two. The party's on. The feelings here. That only comes this time of year.
2: Yeah, I mean, same thing, feeling good, having a party. Um, and then obviously we already know it's about Christmas because the chorus happened. But that's another phrase that gets used a lot. Like referring to Christmas as like the time of year. I I guess probably because of the it's the most wonderful time of the year. year. You know, that sort of phrasing which has just stuck around for a really long time. Or like the season, you know or holiday season whatever you want to call it this time of year often does get you like would any other if you were talking about the time of year i i just don't think it would refer to anything but christmas like you know winter holidays
0: yeah that's uh, i think it's most traditional that's context the, yeah context particularly things. associated with parties too the other time of the year, I can think of tax season, baby. Tax and that's, season. <laughs> it's not a party time of year.
2: No, that's not fun. That's tax season. It's
0: tax season. Um, then you get the chorus again. Simply have a wonderful Christmas time. Then we get the bridge. The choir of children sing their song. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding
2: dong, ding dong, ding
0: dong, ding dong. So I get that the choir of children are singing. Are they supposed to be carolers and they're ringing on doorbells? Or is their song actually just them singing ding dong?
2: I don't know. because. Like, bells are associated with Christmas pretty closely as well. Not, mm-hmm. not just, like, doorbells, but, like, ringing bells, like church bells. Yeah, like, like hand bells and, like, so, like yeah, church bells. is it just, uh, is it a choir at a church? Or, like, at something else? Could be that as well. Both, I think, can work. I mean, they're both yeah. Christmassy enough. Whichever one you're Yeah, it just seems to
0: be just, like, ah, children singing. Also bells? I don't know. Like it's just like he's throwing random Christmas vibes in this bridge.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's also like pretty. It's kind of weird. Cause I guess th- they're at the party maybe still.
0: Yeah, so maybe it is like like carolers, or if they're at a party with the yeah, I choir. guess they're at a party.
2: Yeah, how, what kind of party is a children's choir? Church party, I guess. Church party, I
0: suppose. I don't. I don't. McCartney doesn't strike me as a particularly religious man, though.
2: No, and the music video is definitely not in a church.
0: It's, it is in a pub. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, and somebody notes Genius, which I think is worth noting <laughs> that uh, it's John Lennon uses a, Chris- a children's choir in "In Happy Christmas," war is over.
2: Does that? I don't know. I didn't look up the release date of that one. I assume.
0: Well that came the- out in nineteen seventy one.
2: Okay, so it was quite a quite a number of years before this. hmm Alright. Yeah. So maybe it's a it's a reference I mean, they did reference each other in their in their songs. Yeah. Um supposedly Silly Love Songs, another Paul McCartney song, was like a direct response to something that John Lennon said about re- oh, yeah. writing silly love songs.
0: Yeah, that's kinda- why part of me can't help wonder if there is a slight dig in here at Lennon who does this big grandiose like children's choir war is over song right? and then Paul McCartney's like well I'm gonna do the flip of that and it's just like we is having a good time (laughs) also it's just me and a fucking prophet 5 synthesizer
2: yeah and just saying dong a bunch I mean he's also saying ding so in context it's fine but he does say dong a lot
0: yeah he does contextualize his dong which (laughs) which does change it but yeah you're right he does say dong a bunch you know what else he says though? He says the word is out about the town to lift a glass and don't look down.
2: Don't look down. A uh, common phrase, don't look down." Uh, generally referring to uh, being in a high place because if you look down, then you uh, are afraid and because it's because heights are scary, I
3: guess. I guess. Um, so but we're
2: lifting the glass, so the reason we're not looking down... Is, uh, I just, I mean, it's almost just like a chin up, to, like stay positive. Yeah. That's kind of what like, I thought it it's, was.
0: Yeah. Don't look down. Looking down is associated with like negativity. Like, yeah. If you're walking around looking down, you're a sad boy. So, again, the spirits are high. The word is out about town. We're, li- we're having a good time. Yeah. Everyone we're is glass,
2: aware, you know, that this is the time and this is what we should be doing right now. And that is celebrating. Yeah. One more year of, of not being eaten by wolves or whatever.
0: Exactly. That's what we're always celebrating. Um, and then, of course, we get the bridge again. The choir, I almost said choir because I'm a th- choir. children, sing their song. They practiced all year long. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's a long time for children's choir to practice Christmas songs.
0: Christmas songs. Yeah, in my experience, it's like one to two months.
2: Yeah, and honestly, if you're a child, it feels like fucking forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not usually actually that long.
0: So uh, brush up they on better your be choir real good research. Though. Yeah, they <laughs> they're practicing all year. The best be the best damn children's choir I've ever heard. But then we get verse four, which is sort of like a best of collection of the previous verses. <laughs> yeah, party's on, the spirits up. We are here tonight, and that's enough.
2: Mixing up a little bit. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's more of that. They repeat the first verse. I I don't really have much to say about verse four. 'Cause we already kinda uh, it's Yeah, it's just a,
0: it's just it's the same shit. <laughs> a, yeah. So and he ends by saying oh 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 oh
3: Christmas time. Christmas time.
1: Yeah.
2: That's it. Like again, very simple. The the verses are not only um short, but also like the lines are very short. Mm-hmm. It's just like one thing at a time. Moon, perfect. Spirits up. Us here tonight. Here. And that's enough. Like simple
0: yeah the emphasis lyrically is simplicity and that carries on into the music as well which we're going to talk about right now
2: oh good um yeah i I looked at like looking at the wikipedia page i know you already said he like did it himself even though he was recording with wings at the time Mm -hmm. um but yeah personnel is just one bullet point it's paul mccartney vocals keyboards synthesizers (laughs) guitars bass drums percussion jingle bells and production
0: yeah, so everything.
2: Yeah, he just, he did it all. And no one else is credited. Um, but I think it showed up on like a Wings compilation at one point.
0: Yeah, I believe so.
2: It also, it was kind of around the same time as McCartney 2.
0: but it, Yeah, so it was the production session for McCartney 2. Yeah. He was, he was doing this. Which,
2: I mean, this version we're listening to is off of a special edition of McCartney 2 that threw this, sing- I think it was a single that was probably not on the album
0: yeah oh, and of course we're listening to the unedited version There's which is a, version a bit longer edited to be shorter and i originally had that on and i said well what the heck let's see yeah let's it's not that much f- longer full deal and like the full deal is not actually worth it i think <laughs> do you know what the difference is i imagine they just chop off the repetitions yeah because like, i didn't
2: really shit. i didn't listen to them next to each other
0: nor did i <laughs> and like it's
2: and it's not even that much longer it's like no, it really isn't. It's like it's, maybe 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, there's enough repetition in this, but he does some 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 stuff. A lot of synthesizer in this one. It's 1979, yeah. kind of early in terms of like popular music accepting synthesizers. Yeah, like that's an, again another while, reason though.
0: I think it might have received hate is just there was a big synthesizer pushback in that time, right?
2: Yeah, to Definitely, to some degree. I, I don't know exactly who would have done But hey, who, who would have had that pushback? I, I suspect it was Beatles fans. Um, oh, yeah.
0: I, but I, I don't you know, know for certain. People got mad at Bob Dylan for having an electric band. Basically, anything that is true. different, there's a, a group of people who say, no, we don't like that.
2: True, true. Uh, you mentioned he used the Prophet 5, which is pretty
0: correct. cool. I was actually listening to
2: this and suddenly got a... Got a, a feeling like I wanted to listen to um, "This Must Be the Place," which is another uh, Prophet prominent Five. Prophet Five song. So I, I didn't. I just kind of thought the synthesizers were similar, but I didn't realize it was actually the same. Although that's pretty likely because it's very common at the time. Yeah. Very common
0: synthesizer. One one point in this thing's favor is I think that synth sounds cool as hell.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty cool sound. It's like a bit dated, but not not that, not, not too bad.
0: Yeah. It definitely sounds like, like in 1979, you're playing this to sound like the future, but now it just sounds like the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's,
2: it is a, it's a kind of cool sound. What uh, they seem to have done, or what he seems to have done, is basically, uh, it's pretty simple. You, you uh, set the, the decay on the notes fairly long, and mm-hmm. then set the filter to loop. So the filter loop makes a bop, 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 sound. And then the reason it fades is because you just press the note. It, you know.
0: Right. So it essentially sounds like an echo. volume. Almost. Yeah. It's like, it sounds dump, like dump, an echo.
2: Dump. And later on, we'll see some that are probably just an, like an echo pedal situation. Hmm. But with the synthesizer, you kind of have to make it fade somehow. So that long decay time on the amplifier yeah. causes that.
1: Neat.
0: So, yeah, that's our, our introduction. Then it speeds up a bit and we get sort of the rest of the the stuff coming in. So there's like a high synth line. This Yeah, drone. it is very high and it like
2: doesn't change a lot. It's very, no, it's, pretty consistent. it's like a high drone. And there were definitely times where I had to like take a break from listening to it. Yeah. Like you said, works better in the background.
0: And there's a couple of oh, reasons absolutely. for that. And and the thing is, is like you say, it doesn't change a lot. Nothing really yeah. <laughs> changes in this song. It's all very like we bring them in, and that's what they're doing for the rest of the song. We might take them out, but they'll come back later and do the same fucking thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a little bit of stuff with the synthesizer later on. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, it's not a ton. Um, yeah, it kind of continues like that. Like. The synthesizer, it's very like bouncy, like we mentioned the yeah. boop, 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 boop. Um, and then of course jingle bells. How could we yes. forget? Jingle bells, very important. And then the rest is kind of basic. I, I think there's a bass and then drums. Um bass it might would just be sh- synth.
0: Shocking to have a Paul McCartney song without bass. Yeah, he's great. Bass with is bass. listed,
2: personnel bass, yeah. Yeah. Um and then there's kind of like uh, between the verses and the chorus, they just kind of change uh, the density of the synthesizer. Changes. Yeah, because it follows
0: the uh, yeah. vocal melody pretty closely.
2: Yeah, um, and then like in the verse, it keeps doing the bump 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 bump, bum, bum. so it plays yeah. like one beat one and three versus the chorus where it plays beat all four beats. Yeah. Um. And, like, in terms of changing it up, later on, the high synthesizer... Well, actually, yeah, like you said, the high synthesizer follows the vocal melody. Um, And then later on, it starts to get some, like, triplets going on. Uh, Actually, that's the lower synth. Um, And that kind of is the part that sounds a little bit funny. um, Because you're getting these... Where is it? Later on, the drum does it, too. Mm. So you get the like, in this instrumental part, later on in the song. <coughs> <coughs>
0: <coughs> <coughs> I need some water. Get some water in you. So you're talking about these triplets. Um, is that in the same section with the quote unquote, like guitar solo?
2: Um, yes, it is. Or, or it seems like more or less to be triplets, at least.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a... Yeah. Now, is that a guitar or is that a synth? I
2: think it's a guitar.
0: Yeah, okay. It's uh, Everything takes on a bit of, you know, that 80s. Yeah. This is the future quality. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I believe it is a guitar. Okay, and so the drums and the synth take up that similar pattern as well?
2: Yeah, like the synth kind of does hear for a bit at that point, and then it stops for a while. And then, like, later on... um. In the other instrumental section or in the outro. Hang on, where Mm -hmm. are we? The drums to kind of This is like pretty late in the song, like 338 or so. It's an outro. He's singing Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. And then you can hear the drums. They kind of go into like a drummer boy thing. You know? So you kind of, it's like, it's like (laughs) polyrhythmic. Yeah, yeah yeah. Kind of. Because every nothing else is doing triplets. Right. I can hear it going there. And it doesn't last a terribly long time. Um But I don't know. I thought that was it it almost sounds like kind of messy. Like I don't know if it that part really comes together.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a little just like thrown together kind of cobbled together because there's also parts where he's like
2: playing a lot of the synthesizer but because it's echoing it all just kind of like mud like mushes together it gets muddled together fairly muddy so it it does almost feel like he was just kind of fucking around for this song and then released it as a single and now (laughs) it's yeah uh, it has the feelings of like support a a family of four (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) he's got a it's a polished demo track
2: Yeah. So, it's it's an odd one, but I guess part of that is the simplicity. Or the yeah, simplicity that's the, is part of the that. the
0: real emphasis is on that simplicity, and he, uh, I think he, at, at the very least, nails that. Like, it feels very simple. It feels very sparse, and like we said, it's still very catchy, pretty listenable, even if there is some weird choices, like, it's, uh, it's a functional piece of music.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm I I don't get very excited about it.
0: <laughs> no, it's you don't like fucking turn up when <laughs> wonderful, wonderful Christmas, Christmas time is comes on. on. But it sustains the mood. If you get you get a big kicker song going like uh some Mariah Carey jumps on, you know, and then you play this afterwards, it's gonna Yeah. It's gonna sustain it that mood.
2: There's still jingle bells in it. Probably just play jingle bells all night, no one no, would notice. That's, like, true. Oh, that's a pretty good playlist. And be like, you've been listening to 12 hours of Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. And they're like, oh. On YouTube. <laughs> that, that's Christmas music know.
0: I've ever heard. <laughs> it's <laughs> gotta <laughs> exist, Alex.
2: A lot of things do. A lot of things If YouTube
0: exist. isn't providing 10 to 12 hour videos of just fucking whatever, just nonsense, what's the point of yeah, that? Yeah, huh?
2: what is YouTube for, really? Not disliking things, I'll tell you that.
0: Not, not anymore, goddammit. But hey... That's what it's all about. So, yeah, the, the, the solos in this are, like everything else, sparse. And <laughs> and yeah, I think real there's a couple of them, too. Yeah. There's like a synth solo and
2: a guitar solo.
0: Yeah, because we basically get two kind of instrumental chunks. And the synth solo is a little more exciting than the, the guitar one. But it's also in that more muddier section.
2: Right. Yeah, it kind of gets muddy at the end,
0: I think. Yeah, I think so.
2: I mean, I don't mind the guitar solo. The, the melody on the guitar solo is what I remember and kind of what comes back. Oh, yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like a saxophone some of the time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the later ones does play it on a saxophone.
3: You I could be, be misremembering right
0: it. That's, yeah, that's the song. Y'all know wonderful
2: songs oh, this time. I was talking about the synth- I had the mixed up through that whole time. Ah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> I think. Or are uh, they
0: both guitar? I'm trying to remember now.
2: They might both be guitar solos. Am I just crazy? I thought there was. I a think they are both solo. guitar solos. It might. It, I might just. There's like a little interlude. I think. With some synth.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, that second guitar solo, you're right, is more interesting than the first one.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, first one's not much. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's not synth. It, the later one just kind of sounds like a synthesizer.
0: Yeah. The synth echoes the uh the children's choir bridge. The children's choir, they sing their song. Alright, we didn't talk
2: about that bridge much at all.
0: Yeah, and I guess it is like the most yeah. musically interesting part.
2: Yeah, that's that they do that. Um, but what is happening, because they, they do the bridge twice, And the first time, the second line is just synthesizer, but the second time, they actually sing a second line. So the synthesizer still does it, Uh, but it, I think, but the vocals happen as well. But it's accompanied with vocals that time. Um, But yeah, that's like it. I mean, we've torn this apart probably more than I I thought was possible.
0: Yeah, we're extracting as much content from this as we can, baby. It's very
2: repetitive, you know? There's some variation, but there's a lot of repetition. A lot of repetition. And it's a lot of, like, back and forth. Chorus, verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know? And then some Mm -hmm. bridges in there. Um, So, very simple. It's very simple. Having a wonderful Christmas time. Gotta get to that chorus. Gotta have a wonderful Christmas time.
0: And what we've got to do is talk about that music video. Yeah. Uh, which was filmed at the Fountain Inn in Ashert, West Sussex. Sussex. Uh, and McCartney says the experience in 2012, he says, quote, we went out to some pub somewhere, and so that was a laugh. We just run out of the pub occasionally, filmed a bit, and then went back into the pub. So that was quite a nice evening.
2: <laughs> so, Sounds nice. And then someone else did the, like, animated uh, points of light thing.
0: Yeah, the, like, constellations. Yeah. That dance it's and, like human
2: shape constellations that are animated and superimposed over different things.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of superimposing and shit going on. Yeah. So we start in space, and there's this like animated constellation man moving around. Couple of lads sitting watching TV. Eventually, Paul McCartney and the gang show up. They Everybody's dancing and playing fucking music.
2: And they have a good time, and it just kind of jumps now the footage just cuts a lot so it's there shows them uh, gathered around the piano and playing various instruments and having a good time and that's cool yeah and then it like also shows them like on stage yeah that's the, that's the,
0: the hippodrome
2: yeah hippodrome the hippodrome is that in um istanbul
0: um i don't know it's at the hippodrome theater oh and i couldn't tell you where that is all I know is that the name Hippodrome is insane. It sounds like the coolest shit. It's in it Birmingham. Like some Mad Max shit. Birmingham. It's in yeah, Birmingham Hi- Hippodrome.
2: I well, the Hippodrome... Not theater, just
0: Hippodrome. Are you thinking of the Technodrome? I don't think so. The Hippodrome <laughs> is an
2: ancient Greek stadium for horse racing and chariot racing. Oh, yeah. There, I think, was a big one, and it would have been Constantinople at the time. Anyway. Oh, of course. Um... So yeah, no chariot raising in this. Sorry, um, oh. it cuts between like shows them singing, shows like the I think some of the members of Wings dressed up as a children's choir. They yes. Have, like-
0: <laughs> so yeah, the Wings features yeah. in this music video, despite having technically nothing to do with the song. Right.
2: They were just available, I guess. Yeah. Available some available
0: mates. Yeah. We'll um, some Christmas graffiti at one point.
2: There is Christmas graffiti. Uh, you get to see Paul McCartney singing himself.
0: That's right. That was a cool moment. A bunch <laughs> of people. Think.
2: There's, there's a bonfire for a bit. Um, yeah, you're right. It's actually, kind of like, that moment, I forgot to mention that moment when he says, Oh, don't look down. That's like, he like goes into a different register for that. And it's something he does in a lot of Beatles songs, too. But I just, I wanted to bring it up because that's right. kind of a slightly different Paul McCartney sound.
0: Again, vocally the most interesting part in the song. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> just the one line. Just give him a little bit.
0: Yeah, let's give him a little taste. Um, I little, appreciated
2: t- that the most of the live footage was of them actually performing this song, mm-hmm. as opposed to some groups that do like live footage montages. It's just like something random. Yeah, and it's just random shit. Whereas yeah. you can
0: clearly see Paul singing the words. Yeah, they've to actually synced it up, so mm-hmm. that I,
2: it seems like such a little thing, but they actually did it. So
0: yeah, let me <laughs> good on him. It's tough to sync up audio, too. We, we know that from personal experience. Yep. Um, yeah, so, like, the loose plot seems to be kind of like as Paul McCartney described. They show up at this pub, everybody's having a good time. The good time kind of spills into the outdoors and then spills back in.
2: And then, like, the there's anima- there's magic that is animated on top of...
0: Yeah. Uh, the most important Wait. of which is this Christmas gift falling from space. Yeah. <laughs> that contains the band
2: it like explodes and then falls apart and the band's in there so that's some camera trickery right there
0: hell yeah a little bit of Hollywood magic there
2: yeah and I mean yeah it kind of goes on like that they're just playing and having a good time and then uh, it fades to pink
0: it does it fades to pink which is a weird choice but a a choice nonetheless yeah It's it's Christmas. The music video is perfectly like as good as the song itself. It's (laughs) yeah,
2: they're they're perfect for one another.
0: (laughs) They they are just perfect. And but I don't think it's trying to
2: make a greater statement about the season.
0: No, it's simply just chilling out, having a beer with your mates.
2: Yeah.
0: Something I won't be doing. I mean, I'll probably have a beer, but. Oh, my mates are in Calgary. What the fuck am I going to do? I don't know. We'll have to get... Well, we're getting together tonight. Oh, that's right. People, we are getting together tonight. Just so everybody invited. knows that. But you can't make it because you're two weeks late. Yeah,
2: uh,
0: sorry. Sure not too late to hear us talk about several cover versions of Wonderful Christmas Time, starting with the wickedly talented Diana Ross in
1: 1994. Simply hi- christmas time the party's on the feelings here that only comes
2: this time of year diana ross diana ross pretty big deal yeah. um got to start in like motown formerly remember yeah, the, uh, the supremes yeah diana ross and the supremes may have been called that at one point i don't remember she's kind of the breakout of the supremes
0: yeah she's the beyonce of the supremes yeah there's movies about her. Beyonce is the, the Diana Ross of Destiny's Child. One or the other. Either way, um, the big switch on this, this is like, let's take Christmas pop and make it traditional Christmas.
2: Yeah, this is like roll it back. Yeah. Because um, she's got like the orchestra or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's She's your
0: got real like
2: instruments behind it. As a, it's like, n- not the synthesizer.
0: Not a synthesizer, and it's your string section. There's a harp on this.
2: Yeah, a harp really does a lot of the like, or rather creates a lot of the bounciness of the synthesizer. Hmm. Um, using its its harp stuff, doing harp things like harps do.
0: Yeah, it's harping. It's harping. <laughs> it harps.
2: I was wondering, like, there's a there's a while there um, where it sounds like it's kind of trading off between the bass and the harp, but I don't know, I, I thought it was a double bass, but I, I don't know how deep a harp can go.
0: Mm, depends on the size of the harp.
2: Man. Yeah, so I don't know if that is the harp or what, but I think there's a double bass present as well.
0: Oh, for sure. You can, you can hear some of that double bass warmth.
2: Yeah, so definitely a stronger, like, old school, slightly older school Christmas, uh, feeling in this. Although this is yeah. also like, fifteen years later, so I, I don't know what
0: that means. It's the power of throwback, baby. Yeah, she's she's the original Scott Bradley. It's Diana Ross. It's Diana Ross. <laughs> That's what we call her. That's but yeah, this is terrible. like if your parents were like, "Whoa, Paul McCartney is in space with this." wonderful christmas time song you would throw on diana ross and i'm like oh my god oh, thank god
2: we're back down to earth that's good in-
0: instruments we would hear at the nutcracker like <laughs> now we're back at christmas time
2: yeah. yeah but there's some i mean there's some cool stuff with that orchestra like um most notably i think there's a french horn that comes in at the end
0: um i believe it there's a woodwind that does the second uh guitar solo that dun 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 dun, dun. Or maybe that's the first guitar solo.
3: I've Around like 140. Oh, 140.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit, though. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's something... I don't know what that is, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> it might uh, be a few so, things. So, like, it is a, a good composition on this, I think. I think she skillfully brought it into the... Uh, to the, the traditional Christmas yeah sort of more traditional
2: she also has like an actual children's choir that's, that's kids, right kids doing their thing
0: which is definitely a choice not a simple choice but a choice and she really tightens up the timing on this we bring it down to three minutes which is I think like the sweet spot for this song.
2: yeah and we're already listening to the slightly extended version mm-hmm. so it's a bit it's a bit longer than the like actual one I think um, but yeah this is a little, little bit shorter and, uh, and it's good it's good. It's a song that can't go that far. Like, if there was a seven-minute version, that would be torturous. Seven-minute dance remix.
0: <laughs> Wonderful Christmas time.
2: I mean, that might be okay. <laughs> it might
0: not be. Might not be. I'd, I'd have to hear it. If you got uh, it, send it our way. We'll talk about it. Yeah.
2: She, just, she really just brings into more traditional um, space yeah. uh, in terms of Christmas songs. I think a lot of these versions we're going to talk about kind of have that feeling of, like, I could see somebody listening to this one just because it is a different styled version of the song, you know? It's such a simple Mm -hmm. song, it feels like a standard, you know, even though it isn't. So you can do kind of anything with it.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's uh, pretty flexible in what you can do with it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, speaking of doing some crazy things with this... Mm Hmm. I mean, unless you have anything else to say. No, no, Anna you. I, I was,
0: fu- I was, I was laying out the runway for you, man. Do the, do the segue.
2: Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Hilary Duff in
1: 2002.
0: Like of- let's, yeah. uh, Hilary Duff, child star, child Disney star. Um, this was two thousand two, so seven months after her Disney film Cadet Kelly.
2: Which was a big deal at the time, I believe. Mm-hmm. I remember ads for it. I mean, this was she was a pretty big deal for a little while there in certain circles, you know, of like children who were around my age at this time. Oh uh, yeah. your age too. We were the same. My age too. Hey. Um she was, of course, Lizzie McGuire for a number of years. Um which was wasn't totally aimed at me you know they marketed that more towards girls but i definitely you know i saw the ads probably probably watched the show i don't remember it all that well though i definitely watched the show um i also remember this christmas album i remember uh it's like santa claus lane or something
0: that is correct that is the name of the album santa Um, claus lane
2: yeah i i remember like the song santa claus lane was in the santa claus Two the movie okay. so we would watch the music video because we uh, used to watch music videos and the dvds all the time Hell my yeah! my brother would watch them like repeatedly so much um i wouldn't drive it so much but i'd still watch them you know um we like to do that so I, I remember this album and i definitely heard some of the songs but i don't remember this song specifically
0: no interesting um, we have talked about Disney child star productions before uh, when we talked about Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic by the Police a hundred years ago. A long
2: time ago. I think we've talked that about was... Hillary Duff before.
0: Uh, yeah, probably. Have we talked about a cover she's done, though? I
2: don't remember, actually. I forgot to look into it.
0: Uh, Alex Mildenberg. <laughs> um, yeah, but the last time we talked about a Disney Studio original it was the worst fucking version of that episode. Uh, this time it's not that bad yeah
2: it's this is really amusing this is definitely one of the like dated ones oh yeah in that not necessarily that it well it, it feels of its time very much because hillary duff like this is 2002 this is like shortly after like avril lavigne got really popular with, with right. skater boy and stuff so i feel like this is definitely in that vein
0: on the girl power vein. Yeah, but
2: it's like, but it's very poppy, you know? So it's yeah. this very, like, I mean, this, even compared to, like, the Avril Lavigne pop-punk stylings, this is, this is very sanded down, even compared to that.
0: Oh, yeah, well, because once she's a Disney child star at this point, yeah. and she's also, this is her debut studio album.
2: Oh, I so didn't she- realize that the, that the Christmas one was first.
0: Yeah, it's actually first. So this is like her first attempt at making music just because she was like, I'd like to do singing. And then Disney was like, let's make that money, baby. And you get this project. So they don't let her kind of take the reins a lot on this slash maybe she didn't have the jobs to do it. Because she does sing, but her voice is pretty thin on this. And they have these big backing vocals to sort of
2: yeah they have this this harmony part wonderful christmas huh? like <laughs> yeah. wonderful christmas.
0: Yeah, and that arrangement is played against what what is like a punk rock like you said this pop punk yeah like. there's really
2: like chugging guitar <laughs> chug, 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 chug. and like there's even a guitar solo and it's like like it's a like it's a ri- like ripping guitar solo
0: yeah it's like <laughs> really high energy i one of my big <laughs> thoughts like coming out of this song i was like if you put a different vocalist on there, like you really put like a like a pop punk like Blink One Eight Two style vocals, or even like a like a hair metal vocalist on this, like this version could actually rip pretty hard with just like, like yeah. a couple
2: alterations. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't take all that much. Um, in that like kind of pop punk styling, even like Avril Lavigne could probably take it. Oh yeah, um, probably. But I actually, I'll, I'll admit, I don't know Avril Lavigne that well personally. Uh, we're both Canadian as well maybe. she doesn't like your girlfriend I can uh, tell you that <laughs> okay uh, yeah but but I agree she's like not like Hillary Duff I, I don't I assume she got better I, I don't know her material that well this is not really a very strong vocal performance no and like fine not. okay it's all like cranked out of the of the Disney machine okay whatever it's very sterile sounding overall um, but also like it's weird that cuz like the the things about her voice that um are maybe ob- weaker really seem like the kind of things that we can fix now you know like That's true, in post yeah. with editing and stuff um i could be wrong i don't know so i just thought that was weird but also thought it was interesting cuz what it reminded me of the most was hearing my sister singing like in her room around this time right. so she was fairly popular, you know, in that demographic, and she sings like an untrained, one, you know, one of anybody, one of her fans. Right. So you're so saying she's, she's a more voice relatable for her because people. of it? Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, that's a fair argument. Now, uh, before we uh, to just to, we got to talk about because we talked about there's a lot of crazy production things that happen here. Um we start out with a music box sort of like sample of the that's right the the chorus and then the the fucking worst child singer on the planet yeah
2: child kind of singing
0: <laughs> kind of speaking the rough lines. stuff tapla tapping wonderful christmas time yeah and then, that is how then we you introduce get the it. those crazy right into those guitar guitars in, and then those crazy backup vocals oh, wonderful christmas time but yeah. yeah, that's that's sort of the main elements beyond the the voice of the people, Hilary Duff singing thinly <laughs> on this. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of it. I mean, this one has more of a that kind of structure too. Like, there's a breakdown when they repeat yes. the first verse, um, and there's like a drum machine that fades in. But yeah, so it's it's it is kind of odd, but they definitely try to give it more of a structure than the original, which is very repetitive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't have too much to add other than that. That's kind of no.
0: I like the, the energy elements. on it. I think like I think there's a good pop punk version in here somewhere. Yeah,
2: they just sanded a bit too much off.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the Disney machine couldn't let that come out of the production. Yeah.
2: line.
0: Um. But hey, speaking of things that aren't pop punk. Eli Young band in uh, another year that I have written down. 2011. Eli Young band in 2011.
1: Simply having a wonderful Christmas time.
2: Yeah, 2011. So uh, these guys seem to be a fairly big deal in American country music. Yeah. Um, I don't know them.
0: No, of course, we don't know country all that well. Yeah, um, that's true. So it would be, I mean, I guess it would be surprising if you did know them. <laughs> but, uh... Country Music Band, composed of some dudes who went to the University of North Texas. Yeah. I had a joke I was gonna do here. Oh, yeah. Did you know that there's a, a Chicago branch of the University of North Texas?
2: I did not know there was a Chicago branch of the University of North Texas.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a C-U-N-T. <laughs> Ah. I'm gonna have to cut that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think I mean
2: It's not testing well in the UK.
0: Not testing well in the UK, I'll tell you I that. I mean no um, no it would test. Um, well it is the testing UK. Well, in well in It's not testing
2: the UK. well in uh North of Texas. The US.
0: Yeah, North <laughs> Texas specifically. <laughs> Chicago loves it. Chicago loves it. I don't know. They love good cunt out in Chicago. Um, let's get away from this. Yep. And let's get into talking. It was, it was formed by two guys, Mike Eli and Drummer, uh, who's the vocalist. And then we got Drummer Chris Thompson. Yep. Which is where they got the name uh, All right. Eli did you young. say
2: the second guy's name? I something think I young?
0: Did. Yeah, it should be something young. I wrote down Chris Thompson, but that clearly can't be right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Eli and Young are names from two of the band members. Two of the band members because they started as Eli an acoustic and James group. James Young. James Young. James Young, not James I'm... J. Y. Young from no, from Sticks. Uh, Sticks, different James Young. Um, yeah, so they're American country music. They have some country hits. I listened to them. I didn't recognize them because you know sometimes you know if it's a big hit, it'll cross over and but nothing, no recognition from me. Um, this version, I mean, they change it. They make it sound country. You know?
0: Yeah, it's like, it's pop country though, right? Yeah. Like, it's oh, not definitely. your not your full-on country, but it is uh it's country vibes on a pop song, basically. Yeah,
2: um like the all the synth is replaced with guitar, but it has a similar effect. I think I mentioned that before. It's like an echo now, instead of playing around with the articulation on the synthesizer.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's just a straight yeah, echo pedal ups. on a on a rhythm guitar doing yeah. that boom. Just like
2: cool. Boom. Yeah, doing the bump boom, bump bump boom, boom 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 bump. Boom, 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 boom. Um there's a few other things they they have an organ in there, they have a strumming yep. acoustic guitar um and and like a sliding guitar, you know yes. you got to give it so it's it's got some more country feeling stuff in there and it ends up being quite busy because of that like there's quite a few things going on mm mm-hmm. Um, at least in the verses because what Kind of, I guess, their big thing they've done, other than completely change it into country sound, is their verses are big, a lot of stuff, and then they break down a bunch, strip a lot of things away for the chorus.
0: Yeah, so you just get uncut Eli, uh, Mike Eli going, simply having a wonderful Christmas town. Yeah. Does he
2: also slow down?
0: I think so sounds a bit slower. It sounds down. like
2: it slows down a bit. Um, yeah, so it would just be him with like the acoustic guitar strumming. And then they add a bit more. Like they keep the organ and a bit slide guitar in the other ones. But still mostly that acoustic guitar. And then it's kind of just more of that for the other ones.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah,
2: there's, there's a couple of those. But yeah, they, they cut it down for that. So that's really their thing.
0: That's that is, their... yeah, that's kind of their big tricks. Yeah. Um, I would have liked even more country vibes on this, if you can imagine.
2: Yeah, I don't know if pop country allows for, like, if it was, do you mean if it was more like almost bluegrassy?
0: Yeah, I guess just like, a, yeah, more steps away from the pop vibe and really l- let us have some, you know, some something, a big the slide country? guitar segment or like a harmonica solo ripping in or
2: something. Yeah. Just
0: a, just a bunch of dudes wrestling cattle for ten minutes? I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just the sounds of some dudes wrestling cattle for ten minutes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then simply have having... yeah, them. Yeah, I guess if there was a twelve minute version of this song, ten minutes of it should be cattle wrestling.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I've always said that about country. That's really one of its signatures. Yeah. Ten minutes of cattle wrestling in every track. You
2: know what else they do? You know what else mm-hmm. they do? Right at the end. Right Slovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do a verse that is just, like, it's totally slowed down. Party song. And then, like, the guitar is sliding. Song. You know, it's all very slow. And then that part really has, like, a very strong, like, Christmassy nostalgic feeling. I think. Yeah. Don't totally understand why, but it seems to.
0: It's that it's that shot in the movie where it slows down around the Christmas party at the end of the film. And
2: yeah, really and the glitters noise. falling down, and there's a lot of yeah. lens flare, and it's kind of focusing on two people in the middle of a room full of people.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the what shot. it is. You're right.
2: That's probably been used in that. Honestly,
0: <laughs> like that exact context, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is a, a little Christmas trick there. So good, good ear for that, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty solid piece. I didn't think his voice was bad. I think he had the right amount of twang. I think for being a piece of pop country, I think they probably hit the mark. It hit number 32 on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. So, yeah, I think it solid. resonated with the audience.
2: Like, like I said with Diana Ross, a lot of these versions are just, like, adapting to slightly different sensibilities. So, I, I could definitely see this, you know? If you're doing a country Christmas, this fits. And obviously, that's... The album you took it off of is Best Country Christmas, so yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's what yeah, the people are looking for. That's yeah, some of like some of Christmas music is just like we know you like ice cream. Here's two hundred flavors. So <laughs> okay, I'll pick which flavors I like and go Do on my way.
2: Gingerbread, candy cane, I guess it's peppermint.
0: That's they'll they'll try and trick you. <laughs> what if it's a spearmint candy cane? They'll have candy cane and then green candy true. cane. Sure,
2: green candy cane. Well, as long as there's chunks of candy cane in it, then you can tell.
0: That's right. That's how you get it done. <sighs> um, yeah, but this one effectively is just like a, a little reskin for, for you. There you go, hey, you want a little more Countryfied Christmas? Take this. <laughs> and it does a fine job of that. Um, if you want something that does a fine job of being an American indie rock band from Albuquerque... You want to talk about the shins in
2: 2012. Do you want to talk about the shins? Um, do you... Do you know much about the Shins? I know the shin's, shins'
0: name, yeah. and <laughs>
2: I feel like like listening to them on this. I'm like, oh yeah, the Shins are something that I should probably like. Um, yes, and I just haven't like listened to the Shins.
0: I know, and I was like, surely I must know like their hit song. Their biggest hit was in Garden State, a movie I haven't seen. Yeah, well, see, I have New heard Slime. it in
2: reference to when I've heard people talking about Garden State. Right, the Shins, but do I, I don't know
0: and i listen to the song I so like well, i must know this and i i don't but yeah it definitely feels like something that should be in my wheelhouse that i should have a knowledge of and i should like i like the name the shins is a good name i think
2: yeah i well i also i do occasionally mix up the shins the strokes and the smiths yeah that's just in my mind i'm like wait which is i i guess i know the smiths but the strokes and the shins okay. yeah i don't See, know, I know the
0: smiths i know a bit of the strokes the shins is a is a blank spot yeah. for me
2: um but, that said, what's the style of this song? I would say it's kind of like a neo-psychedelia thing. Yeah. You know, my brain is comparing them to the Flaming Lips.
0: I can see a bit of that. Flaming Lips tends to go wilder on their uh, Christmas covers. We've talked about, <laughs> I think we've talked about them in the past, but uh, the Shins, yeah, there's a bit of that psychedelic vibe here, and yeah. it's, it's almost Beatles throwback in some yes. sense.
2: Absolutely. This is like, what if Paul McCartney had written this song 10 years before he wrote it? Kind of. Yeah. 11 years even. Uh, If you're getting really crazy, maybe even 12.
0: 12, 13. Hell, 14. Who
2: knows? Because, like, like what they've done, like, they've thrown some more stuff in. um, Most notably, I believe there's a Mellotron sound for a while. You kind of get that airy flute sound. It's only about 25 seconds in, Um, and then the drum part is very, like, Ringo Starr.
0: Yeah, it's not like your traditional drum beat, necessarily. We also get, like, a sort of, in that percussion section, there's what I can only describe as, like, a metal bat hitting a baseball kind of sound. It's like, ding-dong! Constantly? Um every like second bar I want to say. Okay. Sounds like somebody's cracking out homers, you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, you're <laughs> correct. Every two bars. That that was that was right. Yeah. Um Yeah, just kind of in the back. it's it's like like yeah, or or like you're dropping something into a long metal tube and like recording from the opposite end. Right. Something yeah, like yeah. That. Um it does sound like that. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, so that's a, another kind of like psychedelia element is to bring in odd sounds, right? and that's that plays in there, and it layers this uh this percussion and makes it a little more out there.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty snappy sound too. That's always nice.: Yeah. Um, and then later on, after the bridge, mm-hmm. they bring in like a real buzzy guitar. Yes. yeah. So there's a lot, of, a lot of different sounds in this one compared to, you know, everything we've heard before. But it, it fits in with that kind of, like, early, uh, I guess it's more of, like, a throwback thing, you know? They're really pulling from the, like, mid to late 60s here.
0: Yeah, that really seems to be the approach. And they, they're, they also managed to make a very, like, upbeat version of this. We've really condensed it, so we're at 2 minutes 26 seconds for this version. And that's it's just
2: true. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Like and they've like the way they do the drums and, and the bass in particular make it really bouncy, which we talked about it being bouncy before, but this is kind of more supported.
0: Yeah, this really emphasizes that. And even the mm-hmm. we get like a pulsing like organ or synth there that ten 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 ten. So that's I mean, yeah, you just get like they really have taken the good vibe of the original and said, "Well, let's make that the thing rather than making the simplicity of the thing." It's about just having a a good upbeat Christmas time.
2: Yeah, and it sounds pretty cool.
3: Yeah, they also do a lyrical change here.
0: Oh, you're right, they do. Uh, with the children's choir. Uh, they say the children's choir sing this, a song, and you can sing along. And then they say, yeah! <laughs> yeah! And that reminds me, we forgot to
2: talk about in Hillary Duff, she also changes the lyrics a little bit. Oh, yeah. She says, instead of they've been practicing all year, that they've been, like, up all night practicing. What is, what is, that how seems they-
0: more realistic.
2: It's more realistic, yeah. <laughs> it seems Practice all year long. They practice all night long. So, I don't know. It's like, I mean, they're not working quite as hard, but they're, I, I wouldn't expect them to practice all year. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: it seems more, much more realistic. And like you said, Hilary Duff is a voice for her generation there. Yeah. So like the the kids listening to it would be like, yeah, I know what it's like to stay up all night or at least what I feel is all night.
2: I have experienced at least one New Years. Yeah.
0: So that's that's a hey, plus points to Hillary Duff.
2: Yeah. So anyway, back to the shins. Other than that, shins. very lo-fi overall. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's 2012. It's it's a American uh, indie rock. Of course, it's lo-fi. Yeah, buddy. You get to the end, there's a lot of the like kind of lo-fi like ambient effects filling out that background, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's that's kind of their that's what they've done.
3: Yeah. You got the children's choir, you
0: got some buzzy instruments. You got a good time here. And nice and tight. I had two two and a half minutes. Yep. Baby. <sighs> it's quick. We're under him. the entertainment rule. We're fucking the entertainer rule. We're we're doing great. Um, but what's not under the entertainer rule is, uh, Straight No Chaser featuring Paul McCartney in
1: 2013. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The choir of children sing their song. Straight No Chaser.
2: This...
0: We've talked about them before, but for the life of me, I don't know what.
2: I don't remember. I don't remember talking about them, honestly. I, I looked them up. Like, I went to their website, and I don't remember. I probably said this before. Because they have on their website, if you go to their like about section, it mm-hmm. says if the phrase male acapella group conjures up an image of students in blue blazers, ties, and khakis singing traditional college songs on ivied campuses, think again. And then it has a picture of all of them in blazers. <sighs> And then describes them as being dapper and like, basically, I don't know why that's their intro because then they just talk about why that's exactly who they are. They're like, we met at a college.
0: It's yeah, like, they became famous. What do you mean you're different? You're not different. They're not different. So they got discovered through a viral video in, I think, 2007 on like YouTube. And then the members who had graduated, because it was a video from 1998, then received a record deal based on that. Oh, so okay. for a time there was a situation where there was two straight no chasers. There was the straight no chaser recording group with an album deal, and then there was the university act. And then eventually the university act changed their name to stop being associated with straight no chaser.
2: SNC, as it says here in their logo.
0: Uh, here in their logo. Um, I'm I'm almost positive we talked. It's possible that I've just seen the name come up on enough uh, covers when I've been <laughs> just like just curating playlists. Yeah.
2: In any case, this version also features Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. But honestly, I didn't think it did at first, because it sounds exactly like he did on the original recording. Yeah. And it sounds and like you're just like singing a- along with the recording, which is why yeah. first I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm not that much more impressed after learning that he was actually there.
0: I don't know, my real question was, like, could Paul McCartney save an acapella performance? The answer is, not really. <laughs> not really.
2: No, I mean, this is just kind of, like, weak overall. There's not nothing going on. They're just doing, like, real straightforward harmonies. Mm-hmm. And Paul McCartney is singing lead in most of it. There's, like, yeah. a little bit. There's a little bit. And uh, what what's a little bit that's different? Like...
0: I bit, they, the, the intro's different.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, that's I,
0: your harmonies, though. That's your... Uh, yeah, and it's all just, like,
2: pretty straightforward harmonies. They do a repeat of verse two after the bridge, yeah. um, probably to replace, like, the instrumental parts. And that's a bit... That's more, like... That's just them singing, you know? It's more, like, that kind of R&B style. Very mm-hmm. vocal focus, And it's very smooth, because that's kind of what they do. And Paul McCartney's not singing... And then they just do the first verse again It's very strange mm-hmm. like, I, I, like I Like like, a, like <laughs> I would believe If you told me that this they just Used a recording of Paul McCartney And like paid to Pretend like he was there He
0: was in the studio yeah
2: Except for at the end there's He's like harmonizing with them with the like Oh, oh, oh. Right Yeah There's also yeah. a bit in the second bridge, in the ding-dong part, they go into like three, four time and do their like toy carnival waltz thing.
0: Right. It starts sounding like a circus. Yeah. I guess toy carnival is that track is, is what they're referencing. But yeah, it's yeah. very or confusing. I, I don't know.
2: I, I don't know what song specifically. But okay. Yeah, I think it's something to do with toys. Like toys, not March of the Toys, but Marching Toys. <laughs> In something yeah, possibly it's the-, the Nutcracker Ballet.
0: Yeah,
2: it must be. But that's-, that's what I my brain is associating it with. I I, I don't I can't place it though.
0: Yeah, it's this the song you hear at any like circus or like fair yeah, in a movie. Yeah, it's just a like movie.
2: And then they do that for like a bit.
0: Yeah. So that's the big change up. Um do you what do you do? One, does this make you think less of Paul McCartney for agreeing to this?
2: No, because I'm not convinced he did. Like, I'm not convinced he was there. But also, like, whatever. I mean, it's 2013. Paul McCartney can do whatever he wants.
0: Fair enough, yeah. I mean, you're, you are you did the Beatles. You could do yeah. any, anything after that. Um, My next question would be, do you think the reason that it's so, like, played so safe is perhaps that they were starstruck by having Paul McCartney in the studio, who, of course, you don't believe was there, but...
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't... I don't know, because it's not like they're recreating it exactly. hmm They're just kind of, like, taking all the parts of it and not doing those, and just doing vocal harmonies instead.
0: Right. Which do you are, think they're like, yeah. maybe they had a plan for a radical reimagining of it, and then Paul McCartney was like, oh, I'd like to come sing with you. And they're like, oh, shit.
2: Oh, shit, we gotta we like- We can't rap this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you could still have Paul- I mean, he's done some pretty wild collaborations before. Right? Yeah, yes. Like, I don't know. I, I I find it hard to believe that Paul McCartney was the one who, who shot it all down, but you never know. Maybe he's a big traditionalist.
0: Maybe. I don't think he would have shot down himself, but they would have been like, "Oh, right, oh, shit."
2: They would have thought he would have, so they just didn't do anything daring. Yeah, maybe they were just so starstruck they couldn't think of what to actually do, because Paul McCartney was there, not ne- like they think he's judging them. He's probably not. Probably not. It's probably like, oh, I gotta fly to another city and do a performance, and/ or award show or whatever, because he's Paul McCartney and he he's just Paul does McCartney. stuff all the time,
0: all the time. But hey, that's this version. So um, I didn't like
2: it very much, is what I'm saying.
0: No, that's fair. Um, the inclusion of Paul McCartney singing on it, though, I'm like, honestly, this might be just like yeah, as good as the original. Like, the original didn't exist, you had this instead.
2: <laughs> right, because he's there.
0: Yeah. Just being Paul McCartney. Just being Paul McCartney. Which, yeah, not, not impressed overall. Um, but we're going to talk about Jimmy Buffett in 2016. Shelly, hey.
1: Christmas time.
2: Mood is
1: right. Spirits
2: up. We here. We sure are. It's Jimmy Buffett. It's just Margaritaville.
0: Margaritaville, the, it's... the king of the island escapism lifestyle. He cameoed in Jurassic World, where he was holding two margaritas. <laughs>
2: That's right. I forgot about that. And he just like gets eaten or picked up by a pterodactyl
0: yeah I believe so I don't remember if he gets eaten I think he I dies he, so. he definitely like runs honestly it's he might run. not
2: even be in it for long enough he might it's just like, like run towards the camera seconds, for a second yeah. and then it cuts maybe it's implied he dies I don't know Do, do they are there like two mar- margaritas lying o- knocked over later in the movie uh, yeah half-mast
0: I don't know <laughs> 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 fly um,
2: my margarita at half-mast <laughs> <tip it> over. <laughs> uh, oh the other okay another thing this is not about Jurassic Park uh, or Jurassic World, for that matter. Um, so he's known for, like you said, island escapism, which is like you know kind of sea-related. If you look at the album name, it's called Jimmy Buffett "Tis the Season," but it is the the two S's in season oh, are both capitalized. Tis the sea, so son. See the sea, son. <laughs> like I don't know. I would
0: happily I call him the sea son if like, I met he's, him.
2: He's like in the sea, in the in the album art, yeah. just like on a, on a what, a paddleboard? Paddleboard. with like Yeah, paddleboarding dogs. with
0: two dogs in a Santa suit. So,
2: I don't know, man. He might be the sea son.
0: He may well be. Uh, are you a Jimmy Buffett fan, Alex? Uh,
2: not particularly.
0: Not I, yet. I think once you hit like yet. 40, you get a, a Bahamas shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't have enough patterned button-up collared shirts that are no. short-sleeved.
0: I'll tell you this. Not, not a Jimmy Buffett fan yet, but uh, <laughs> we used to hear Sweet Caroline. That's his song, right?
2: Um, that is Neil Diamond. Shit, he might have okay. a cover, though.
0: He might have a cover. No, he know. doesn't. No, he's got Margaritaville. He's got Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah, I
2: I don't know any of his other songs. That's what your boy's got.
0: But I like that he exists. I like that there is this this musician who's just four people who like to wear bucket hats and Hawaiian (laughs) shirts and (laughs) get drunk on beaches. Yeah,
2: someone had to do it, right? Like, he found a niche and just attacked it aggressively.
0: Aggressively. He's got restaurants. He's got all sorts of shit. He's got the Margaritaville, like, mixer or whatever.
2: Yeah, also... Reading his Wikipedia page, it like mentioned how wealthy he was. Yeah, you know, I thought that was weird. I don't know who added that. Yeah, it said one he's one of the world's, of richest, the world's musicians. richest musicians and like mentions his net worth. But like, did he add that? Who, who added that? Who added and why that? Why is it important? Like, most musicians don't have their net worth in the opening paragraphs of their Wikipedia page. No, they certainly don't. So, anyway, so he's, yeah, very wealthy. That's cool.
0: Uh, yeah, good for him. I yeah. stopped reading after it said "together with his Coral Reefer Band." And I said, "That's awesome. I can stop here." <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, Coral Reefer Band—that's
0: so good. Huh? <laughs> he's, he's a strong brand, um, yeah. and he brings that brand approach to this cover of "Wonderful Christmas Time."
2: Yeah, which is like reggae. Yeah, um, he's got a he's got a steel drum going. A lot of steel drum, a little bit of, uh, like, organ sound, mm-hmm. um, as well as kind of a slightly modified synthesizer, similar to what we had before. Well, not really. It's, it's brighter. Yeah. It's kind of approaching that steel drum sound.
0: Yeah, it's the point between like Christmas synth and uh steel drum.
2: Yeah, and there's an actual steel drum playing too. Th-
0: there is as well, yes.
2: Um and he's kind of he's uh modified the the melody a bit. Well, the timing, you know, it's just like swinging it a bit. Da da da. da. Da, da, ba, da, ba,
0: ba, yeah, yeah, he he really uh, yeah puts a bit of swing on it, and then he I introduces. He
2: might just be playing it quicker. I don't. I don't know. Could be. He's a, he's
0: stuff. down to four minutes here, so he is like one of the slower versions we're talking about today. True, but
2: that's like it's reggae. That's like
0: that's part of the vibe. Part of reggae. I it's also felt down. like there was a bit of yacht rock in this.
2: Yeah, probably. I mean, his voice.
0: Yeah. If nothing else. If nothing else. Um, I think there's a bit that goes on with the. The guitar. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. It's like the noodling guitar, but uh, it's it's you're right, it's covered up by mostly like steel drums and, yeah. and other stuff. He introduces this rhythmic bit, the boom ba doo doom that really carries a lot of this song, and that's that, that's your island vibes there. That's your reggae stuff.
2: Yeah. It's all there. There's a there's a steel drum solo. Yes. Um but yeah this is another one where it's like yeah i can see why there would be an audience for this like i'm like you said uh, you at some point you just grow that that shirt and exactly. then you're <laughs> into jimmy buffett like i don't know when it's going to happen it's like a kind of strange second puberty
0: yeah exactly it's your 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 post puberty puberty
2: yeah or possibly the opposite
0: is it a regression <laughs>
2: I, I just don't remember when Andropause is supposed to come on. I don't know,
0: but I can tell you this. Um, yeah, just vibes on this. He's really like yeah. sitting in it, chilling. This is, it's basically just the like tropical version of the original.
2: Yeah. So if you want, yeah, like a tropical Christmas thing, this has you covered. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably like the whole album.
0: Probably, it's busier than the original, but it it's it also is so laid back that it like doesn't feel all that much busier. Yeah, and
2: it's, like, enough within the sort of reggae, um, form, I guess, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't feel, like, crazy out there or anything. Like, it's all expected elements, so it's not like, oh, this is just too much at once. Like, no, these things go together. Yeah. They work.
0: And it all comes at you so gently.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like a gentle wave. Yeah. just cresting on the beach. Just
0: cresting. If we talk about this too much, I might convert to Buffetism quicker than intended. So with that, we're <laughs> going to move on to, to, to Kylie Minogue and Micah in 2016. Or Mika. I don't, I don't think
2: know. it's Mika. Sipping,
1: a wonderful Christmas time
2: The body song.
0: The feeling's heal That only comes
2: I don't actually know now that I think about it, but I've always said Mika.
0: Mika, okay, you, always. So you are you familiar with Mika?
2: A little bit. Um, uh, he okay. had a pretty big hit back in 2007 called Grace Kelly, mm. which is a song that I had stuck in my head for years, but didn't know what it was until I think my you brother. Told me about yeah, this. it's very strange. Like I would hum it or or something, but I didn't know any of the words. And then now, and then my brother was, yeah, eventually I found it and it was this song. Because um, I, I, I don't remember where I would have heard it, but like I said, it was popular in 2007. So I heard it's it somewhere. Um, right. But yeah, it's a pretty catchy song. Yeah, uh, so. But, and he is a, a, a British. Lebanese singer. He's had quite a bit of TV around Europe. That's who Mika is. Yeah, he's
0: a judge and mentor on both the French and Italian version of X Factor. So he gets around. He
2: speaks some languages. He speaks some
0: languages. He seems like a pretty well put together guy. And of course we've talked about uh, Kylie Minogue who's also known mononymously as Kylie. The Australian singer and actress. Most well known for Can't Get You Out of My Head. A song we've talked about previously. Don't cover me.
2: Long ass time ago.
0: Yeah, like a year ago, at least a year and a bit.
2: At least I swear it was in the fall. Anyway, uh, not this fall though.
0: But but the the last fall. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And this is uh, honestly the synth on this pretty close to the original.
2: It is close. It's like this is probably the closest like pop update. Yes. Like direct update because it's it's not like the Diana Ross version where it's like drop the synth, get the get the symphony, get, drop the synth, get the symph, as we say. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a slightly more modern for, I say slightly, it's a more modern version (laughs) of the original. It's, it's warmer. There's a little bit more like kind of, uh, echo on it. Um. Yeah. Compared to the original, but very similar, very similar. Um, there's a few other things like the snare is now finger snap sound. So it's more of the like modern production thing. Um, but mostly, what I was curious about with this one is how they were going to manage the duet, because mm-hmm. that's always a big question when you have uh, two, you know, two vocalists, really. Yeah. And uh, the answer to that is they kind of trade off, and or or sing together sometimes. Like it's not totally crazy out there. No. Uh, I was a little worried because there wasn't much Mika in it for the first most of the song. He kind of comes out more at the end, though.
0: Yeah, so he gets the second verse, and then he sings on the second chorus. But uh, it's harder to hear him because you got Kylie coming in mm-hmm. as well.
2: And then he's uh, like yeah. kind of ever present in the background, like he joins in on the choruses. But like you said, he's not as easy to hear. But you can kind of like, there's a bit where you can like hear, he kind of makes these like breathy sounds sometimes in his singing. So you can hear something like that, but it's just like him breathing. So like, it's not much.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a Kylie forward piece.
2: Yeah. And it's her album. So sure. Mm
0: -hmm. So sure. It's not a song I would pick for a a duet.
2: (laughs) No, especially considering how little of it there is. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... You know, it's not Fuck, what's the song? Uh, baby It's Cold Outside. Baby it's not Baby It's Cold Outside, you know. <laughs> it's not Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, it's not Little Drummer Boy, the perfect uh, duet. <laughs> the perfect duet song. They, um But it, yeah, it he he comes out like I said, a little more at the end. It's it's kind of breaks away from the direct duet, so then the timing kind of um separates a bit and you can hear yeah. him singing kind of in the cracks of of the of the main vocals. Mhm. Um and then that happens even more at the end where he starts to, he starts to do some like falsetto ad-libbing right right at the in the, like outro section. Yeah. Hey,
0: he's a good singer. I wonder if he could have mixed his voice in a little more prominently or if
2: yeah, that's kind of, mm, I kind of thought he was underutilized in this as well. Yeah,
0: I would agree. I think it was a, a weird choice and looking at like what he is capable of, I think could have done a lot more with him. I assumed going into it that he was going to be a producer, right? Like I, was, I wasn't familiar with the name. So I was like, okay, we got a big right. capital letter name, single he word. does seem like he would be, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then he would just do the, yeah. Beach or whatever, mm-hmm. but no, yeah, he's a singer, and he he definitely feels like he probably didn't have to like put a ton of effort into this one. Like he probably did, but like he maybe didn't have to. Yeah, he could have. There's he not found that it. much Mika in this, but I mean, overall, some decent like more modern synth sounds. Like I said, the the. Uh, Updated bouncy synth. Um, There's more of the like kind of ambient bass line sounds that you would get in modern stuff Mm -hmm. in the background. Um, Also, the backup singing kind of just sounds like synthesizers, even though it probably isn't. Oh, yeah. Um, And they do the synth solo, (laughs) which is a guitar solo, actually. I've now remembered. That's right. Well,
0: it's um, a on this, baby.
2: Indeed it is. So, there's that, and it kind of does a build, so yeah, it, this is really, a, it's a modern update.
0: Yeah, it's your your high production pop version of this. So... Yeah.
2: Not just Paul McCartney this time around. Got
0: a whole team mm-hmm. on this. Got a whole team on this. Putting it together. Yeah, and it sounds pretty rich. It's got some good, good tricks of the trade in there. It comes out all right. Just Give us a little more of our, our boy Mika on there.
2: Yeah. And again, like it's another version that, if you just didn't want, if you wanted like a fairly straightforward pop version, but thought that the original was too dated sounding, and it is, you know, it is a bit dated sounding. uh this is this is what you could go for. Yeah, this is
0: what no you go for. Um, and we're gonna go for our final verdicts here, where we got three categories today: the worst version, the best version. And the version that if John Lennon were still alive, he would call Paul McCartney one night and say, oh, you should make music like this. <laughs> <laughs> like he did with a Blondie track, I believe. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. I think it was Call Me, wasn't it? He's like, oh, you should make the Blondie make music.
2: It, one of these songs. <laughs> Work with Debbie Harry.
0: Work with Debbie Harry and do the uh, do the songs about the prostitutes, huh? Um, Oh, he sent that actually to Ringo Starr, but in the spirit of it, it's going to be Paul McCartney for this category. Alex, what's the worst version of this?
2: What's the worst? I mean, there was only one we talked shit about. So, like, it's Straight No Chaser. I didn't like it. Even, like, taking into (laughs) account that acapella is not really a thing I like that much. I think it's very poor.
0: Yeah. I think it was uh like you said it was very safe a cappella too and sometimes we we shit on the more adventurous stuff as yeah. well but
2: like th- there's a pentatonics version of this song that just came out this year. Um I haven't heard it. But
0: I was going to put it on but I thought the Paul McCartney feature on this might be more interesting to talk about.
2: Yes. I'm glad that one stayed. Yeah. But in uh, terms of acapella, mm. I don't know. I'll listen to it, and I don't even like them very much. But I, I'm expecting more than this.
0: Yeah, well, Pentatonix is like the acapella group, right? Yeah, that is true. It's like them and Boys to Men, but I don't think Boys to Men has a Christmas. They probably got a Christmas album. Uh, yeah, I think you're right because, like, I don't think the Hillary Duff version was good. Ultimately, but it was Buck Wild. Yeah, <laughs> and that gets you points in my book, and like every other version on here. Pretty solid construct. Like, a lot of them are just different flavors. It's You know, you got the Diana Ross traditional Christmas, Eli Young, a little pop country, The Shins, a little bit of throwback rock and roll with some lo-fi, Jimmy Buffett, the Jimmy Buffett experience, and <laughs> the modern pop of Kylie Minogue and Mika. Like, a lot of these have the vibe, and they they hit that pretty well, whereas Straight No Chaser is just uh, kind of flat and I think really leans too heavily on being like, we got Paul McCartney here. When it's not, it's not an exciting Paul McCartney song. We're not here for the Paul McCartney vocals. They obviously don't
2: have Paul McCartney there.
0: Yeah, they have a <laughs> an isolated vocal track of Paul McCartney. So yeah, worst version by by a long shot. Alex, what is the best version though?
2: What is the best version? Ah, <sighs> man. I mean, I also kind of hinted at this, but I got to give it to the Shins. I really enjoyed that style um, of that throwback and thought it like it was fairly appropriate for this as well because it really is a throwback to like earlier Paul McCartney or things that Paul McCartney would have worked with or on before this was recorded yeah so, i like that yeah.
0: I think in, in covers like this, I'm agreeing with you, The Shins is, I think, the best version. And we've kind of talked about how a lot of these songs are just like whatever your musical leanings are might be your best version. So it's not surprising to yeah. see us both go to this one.
2: Come back in 12 years, they'll say Jimmy Buffett. Like,
0: <laughs> That's right. But I think one of the things it gets is the, the length. Two minutes, 27 seconds, golden. That's all this song True. really needs. That's right off the bat. That is perfect, and I also like the sort of the whataboutism of it, where it's like, what if the Beatles did it instead of just Paul McCartney? I like that approach. That can be a fun way, I think, to do a cover, and it plays off well in this one. It's upbeat. It's got some good tones in it. They sing nicely. It's a wonderful Christmas time. What else? What else do you want?
2: Yeah, and like I said, like this group seems like tailor made to appeal to me. So, so hey, there you <laughs> go. To the other ones.
0: Um Alex, who who's John Lennon going to tell Paul McCartney about?
2: Who is John Lennon going to tell pa- Paul McCartney about? I mean, so you never really tell with John Lennon, can you? He's he's quite the He's quite a wild card. Bond. Yeah. But here's the thing. So John Lennon was quoted at one point as having said that his favorite um hang on let me let me make sure i have my facts right uh all right that one of his that like his favorite group of whenever the question was asked was the b-52s or saying that i think he said the b-52 second album was like his favorite album of all time at that mm-hmm. time or something like that
0: okay that and checks out like he likes blondie that, <laughs> he likes yep, the b-52s he's
2: definitely into some new wave but this is not new wave that i'm talking about this is just the superficial theme of um, oh, oceans and or water. Uh, so, which is why I'm going to say the Jimmy Buffett <laughs> version. <laughs> because the B-52s have rock lobster.
0: That's, yeah, that's a fair choice. They got rock lobster, Jimmy so Buffett. He'd
2: be like, ah, reggae. Yeah.
0: You're going to, you should play you should some of this reggae, reggae poll.
2: Poll. Paul. Paul, the people, they like the reggae now. They like this reggae music.
0: You know, Blondie has a reggae track as well. <laughs> was he still around when they did that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, that postcard he sent to Ringo Starr was about Heart of Glass, by the way, and that was sent on the 9th of May, 1979. 79. He died in
2: 1980?
0: I yeah. think so. Anyway. Uh, so that's your pick. He's going to tell him about Jimmy Buffett. He's tell him about Jimmy Buffett, yeah. Hilarious. Um, I think he'd tell him about Kylie Minogue. Oh, really? I think so. Um, I'm just looking at what I've got here. Diana Ross, no, too traditional. Uh, Hillary Duff, like possibly.
2: Yeah, I, I'd say maybe on the Hillary Duff thing. That's,
0: a, that's a maybe. I don't think he's going to tell him about the Eli Young band. The Shins is just the Beatles to him. Straight No Chaser is not going to hit it for him. So it's got to be Jimmy Buffett, Kylie Minogue, or Hillary Duff. Um, you know what? I'm switching it. Hillary Duff, because the Kylie Minogue one is too close to the original for him to, to care that much about it. Mm hmm. He's gonna tell him about Hillary Duff. He's gonna say, "Oh, did you listen to this?" The but young You people, like these
2: simple guitars, don't you? Simple
0: guitars. Listen, listen to the music box at the front there. Isn't that something? <laughs> Man, that's that's what he would choose, baby. That's what I'm going with. That's our final verdict. If you've got a different opinion or a similar one, you want to talk to us about it on the internet, hit us up. Hashtag Twitter. That's the one you used. Let me try that again. Hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> hashtag CoverMePod at JakeTheCressy at some Alex Wise Send us your comments, questions, concerns. You can email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com uh, and we're, you know, rate us, review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us. We're out there. We're on the internet and we're, we're waiting to be heard people. Tell us what, what other songs you want to hear us do. Um, next week we're doing the, the, the Year in Review. So look forward to that. And then get ready for another year of, of the fun and fun. That's what we talk about on this podcast, fun and fun. Just get ready fun. for another year of talking about music, baby. Looking forward to it. Come along and join us. And as we always say on Cover Me, simply having a wonderful Cover Me.